Kobe Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Welcome to episode 7 of the Freight Train Studios Presents, the Around the Outside Podcast. It's your boy, as always, Lux Rida, your captain, your conductor, sorry, because I have a captain. His name is Captain Clutch. What it do? Man, talk about a hell of a weekend for racing. Uh, unless you're an F1 fan, in which case it was boring weekend of racing. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... This was the greatest weekend of, of racing, as always. But F1, we predicted it, didn't we? It was T. We that predicted it, we called it. And, and, and the winner, to su- the surprise of no one? Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh, my God. But <laughs> it, it did get a little bit interesting, considering the um, motherfucking... Rain that came that threw off a little bit, but ultimately it was an easy match win. But I will say this: we we got our action in form of the Indy 500. After that, hell yeah! And Captain, I love the Daytona 500 all my heart. I do, but nothing brings out my American patriotism racing fan more than Indy 500. Man, that that race just oozes my patriotism, man. It makes me just want to eat a hot dog and pet a bald eagle. <laughs> like, uh, you get the pageantry, you know, the bands, the flyover, the back home in Indiana, like the Purdue band, the three wide, like everything about the Indy 500, just the uh, party. 300,000 people in the stands. Oh my God. It just, it just, just oozes America. And man, were those fans treated to a great, great race. Now, yeah. early in the race, it was very tame. We had a couple comers and goers. Alex Ballou, um for Ganassi and Renes VK for Ed Carpenter Racing. Top two guys on the board. Rosenquist for McLaren right behind him. Um, one thing was apparent. McLaren's got a lot of good mileage in there. They oh, yeah. were able to stay out longer on fuel and everything, so they would look like across the field. But then everything changed when Stingray Rob crashed out. Oh, man, everything was, changed. Was this the tire one? Walk, walk me through this. It was not the tire one, but it was the um, – what was it? It was the incident that led to all the chaos because after that, it was no more green flag pit stops. It was a lot of – um, pit road, busy pit road, which, by the way, for those who don't know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway pit road is tight, tight, tight. It's probably one of the tightest pit roads in the world. It's very small, very small. You can barely go two wide, let alone three wide. Like, it's very, very small. 
So chaos, food, and food, and followed, followed, Jesus Christ. Um, and it just turned into a crap shoot there. Towards the end of the race, one of the big incidents that happened, Rosenquist gets in the wall, tries to hold his car down to the bottom, spins out, and collects poor Kyle Kirkwood, who goes launching upside down, rips the wheel off the tire, rips the wheel off the car, goes flying through the stands. Luckily, it did not hit anybody in the stands. The only victim of the tire was a poor Chevrolet Cruze. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we, that tire, like, it was a big old dent right there in the hood. Like, oh you could have planned that. Now, Penske <laughs> Entertainment, who owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway, did reimburse the lady and bought her a brand new car, which is correct the thing to do. The lady was upset that her precious snowball Chevy Cruze was damaged, <laughs> but they let her. The kind of cool thing is the track president actually picked her up and drove around to kiss the brakes on the front straightaway. <laughs> so it was kind of I cool. Love it. She got. I mean, shit, if that's, if that's what I can get, then I'll let a tire hit my car any day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> like, shit. Um, but no, great race. Um, at the end, it came down to the defending Indy 500 winner, uh, Marcus Erickson, looking to join Elio Castroneves as the, as the only, as the last, um, Elio Castroneves, the last driver to win back-to-back Indy 500s in 2001, 2002. Erickson looking to do the same. However, he got Abu Dhabi. So, Ooh. you got Abu Dhabi. That's a good way to describe it. Abu Dhabi, and basically, instead of ending a race under caution, they elected for a one-lap shootout, in which case, Nelson Newgarden outplayed the role of Max Verstappen and got around uh, Marcus Erickson on the back straightaway to finally win his first Indy 500. What a great race for him. And you know what's yeah. even more ironic about that? Hmm. Is on Twitter, Marcus Erickson praised FIA for the Abu Dhabi situation. No, uh, did he really? He did. he did. There's a tweet of him saying, Great show by them, great decision, let him race out, yada, yada, yada. And now he's the one on the receiving end. <laughs> and like for IndyCar, they don't even have a green white checker normally, right? They're they do not. This they do not. Usually they race in races under caution. So. Man, with how fast those cars go, it's kind of dangerous. But nonetheless, great win. Um, The captain, Roger Penske's 19th Indy 500 victory. I don't know if it's 19 Indy 500 victory or his 19th win at Indianapolis. I want to say it's the latter. But, um, and by the way, he owns the track, so his parking lot. He literally owns it, not figuratively. He, no, he also literally figures. owns it, literally. Like, he's the owner of the track. His parking spot at the track before the race yesterday had a big 18 on it. Now it has a 19. Beautiful. So, congratulations. And the Penske weekend did not end at Indianapolis. It carried all the way over from Indianapolis, Indiana, all the way to Charlotte, Charlotte North Carolina, and into the Coke's 100 with Penske team. Well, I say Penske team. It was only Blaney because... Logano was driving like shit. <laughs> Logano, man, Logano is Logano's dog shit this year, man. It's, it's odd year Logano. It is. It is championship hungover. It is the Rams from last year? It is the Rams from last year? Oh my god, <laughs> it was. It's bad. It's really bad. I mean, people are like, oh, but he has one win. Yeah, but how many dog shit finishes he has, has he gotten along the way? Oh, my I do goodness. wonder how far he's going to get into the playoffs this year without oh his driving. God. It is just. Really bad. I mean, 
to be fair, they're going to a track where he won at last year, this weekend. We're heading to Gateway. So maybe he can recover his mojo, but it's just been a bad, bad race. But the 600-mile race has the has the tendency to ruffle some feathers. And we got some ruffled feathers, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I think about is uh, Eric Almarola. Eric, I'm going to roll your ass. Um, <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> that was from Corey LaJoy. Oh, my God. Second <laughs> pennies. Go ahead and explain it real quick while I take a sip. <laughs> so, basically, uh, Eric Almarola and Bubba had some uh, disagreements, we're going to call it that, on the track. And Bubba flipped him off. And Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Somebody, somebody get my letter king people in here. Allegedly. <laughs> and uh so Amarola wasn't happy they had a little bit of a, a delay there and they were out of the cars and they had a confrontation in which case Amarola shoved Bubba in which case everyone now is becoming the biggest Amarola fan it's okay when Bubba gets shoved but when Bubba shoves somebody all of a sudden he's a thug right also kudos to Bubba for not retaliating because he would have dropped Eric's ass oh my god he would have he would have Bubba don't play that shit Bubba don't play that shit I've seen Bubba get in people's face before. Bubba ain't scared. Bubba ain't scared. And he got right in his face, too. Immediately after Eric shoved him, he got right back in Eric's face. Yep. Yep. Amarillo was just doing some quick calculations. Like, mm, I don't think I want we, to see we gotta, it. We, we got we to tell him to Bubba talk. People are going to think this is a woke podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, but don't y'all know I'm a Bubba extremist. I'm a Bubba extremist. Yes. I'm a proud I'm Bubba also extremist. a Bubba fan. Well, no, no. Now Bubba fans, you know what Bubba fans are now being called? Hmm. We now be called Bubba Extremist. And I am a proud one. Yes. <laughs> I'm a proud Bubba Extremist. Anyway. Speaking of Bubba, great finish for 2311. Um, top five, right? Top five finished. Bubba Wash finished P4. Tyler Reddick, who was up front all week, all of the race long, finished a, I think, I guess, disappointing P5 for him because he, sh- he was supposed to be up there challenging for the win, but obviously... Car fell off at the end. Wasn't able to get back up there and challenge Blaney for the win. By the way, congratulations, Ryan Blaney, breaking a 55-race winless streak. And, man, does he deserve it. And he was in tears. His team afterwards was saying that they had never seen him show so much emotion. I haven't seen him show that much emotion. Usually, Blaney is um, Mr. Cool, very yeah, chill. No seen him show that emotion. He was, like, choked up and understandably was, so. That was a huge win. That was a huge win, you know. And I feel for him because, you know, what he said is you start to think, um, and you know what, this is kind of funny because I go back to when Bubba raced his way into the All-Star race a few years ago. I think that was 2019. He raced his way in the All-Star race, and he got a big hug from Blaney afterwards. And he said a similar things. You know, you get to the point of where you start to think, am I a failure? Do I deserve to do this? Am I still here? You know. And this silenced everyone that he that Blaney still deserves to race at this level, man. So Blaney, Actually, uh, Kyle Petty. <laughs> oh my God! You have to bring his name up. <laughs> what the, what does Kyle Petty have to do with this? Kyle Petty was throwing shade at uh, Ryan Blaney earlier this year. We, so. we addressed this in earlier episodes. For those who don't know, go back and watch a couple episodes. What episode was that? Episode two or three? Ooh, it was early in the season. It was early in our season. I think this was back when we were still the Freight Train podcast. Um, but yeah, we talked about this early in the season about how I feel about Kyle Petty saying that bullshit. Anyway, 
He's just mad. Well, I think now he has more wins than him. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway. Ha. <laughs> um, he thinks, yeah, I think um, now freaking he's got more wins than Kyle Petty. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck off. Anyway. Um, but yeah, great weekend all around for um, Blaney. But sadly enough, it was Blaney's buddy who took a lot of headlines and not in a good way. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So early in stage, I think it was stage two, right? I think it was stage two in the sense I believe happened. it was. It was pretty early in the race. It was pretty early in the race. Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, racing side by side, coming off four. Denny goes a little bit higher than his car would like. Chase on the outside, nowhere to go, slams the outside wall, smacks it a good amount, not too hard to break anything. Hamlin did lift as well, right? What's up? He, he lifted as well, too, right? Like, I saw the yeah. flames. And then he proceeds to right hook Hamlin Ooh. head on into the wall Ooh. at high that's... speeds. And that is a no, 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 no. Don't, yeah, it's no, super no, no, dangerous. No. Like that, I mean, you can somebody can die from that. Like it's somebody is is super super dangerous, and um, yeah. So very naughty, naughty boy, naughty boy, Ryan. I'm not Ryan Chase. Chase. (laughs) And and the thing is, too, like not just can it hurt people, but NASCAR knows it. So they set a precedence in the past when a driver has been right hooked, person who does it gets suspended. And we will see. And when we get back, we'll say if they follow through on that precedence. But yeah, overall, very, very bad um, look for Andrew Motorsports and that team and Chase Elliott, especially especially Chase just coming back from taking time off due to injury to have that happen. You know? yeah. But nonetheless, great weekend of racing. And um, yeah, congrats to Max Verstappen winning the Monaco Grand Prix, um, Joseph Newgarden winning the Indy 500, and Ryan Blaney. Getting the Coke 600 victory. Um, we will talk about the punishment for young Chase Elliott and all that when we cover the news right here on the Round the Outside podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Round the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Freight Train CCB. There, you'll also find a link to our All My Links page where you can check out our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for your support. And back to the show. Welcome back to ATO Around the Outside Podcast, presented by Freight Train Studios. As always, your boy Lux Rider, joined by my co-host, Mr. Captain Clutch. Oh, the news. It's time for the news. And carry on the biggest news from the weekend. Obviously, Chase Elliott right hooking to him into the wall. And that is a no-no. NASCAR set a precedence last year with Bubba Wallace. And it's been clear, you right hook a driver, you're taking a weekend off. But 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 Lux, Lux. What were what? Chase fans? Chase fans were like super understanding, right? Like they they were ah, you know, like they, they saw it was reasonable. They're like, oh Bubba did the hook, now Chase does. So they were reasonable, right? What is absolutely not for 500, Alex? Oh my god. <laughs> they were drinking get- bro. Okay, you you obviously wanted me to go on this, right? Because you brought it up, but man, so the the SMT data clearly, by the way, SMT data shows for those who don't know, it shows the telemetry of the driver. So every input of steering, gas, gas, brake, shifting, every input a driver does in a car is registered on a data that on a graph where you know if it goes one way, that means you upshifted. If it goes one the other way, downshifted. 
if it goes one way, you turn left, other way, right, et cetera, et cetera, right? It shows everything, right? It like, shows there's everything. no height. You can't get away with anything. So the SMT data clearly shows after his car hit the wall that it took a hard left. The graph went up for left and carried on. So it shows that Chase hooked a hard left and intentionally did it, right? Clears but. What right if he had there. like a damaged tire? It doesn't matter because if he had a damage, if it had any toe and Chase did not turn that wheel left, then the steering input would show that those steering wheel was stayed in the middle. Ooh, so we got some conclusive evidence here. Conclusive evidence, but no, I show people this conclusive evidence right there, right in front of your eyes, right there, right in front of your mouth, right there, right there. Right there. No, I still think the car broke. That the guy, the car, it broke. Take the on um, purpose. It broke. It, motherfuckers, he did it on purpose. Oh my god. Anyway, either way, NASCAR gets the final say, and they issued one race suspension for Chase Elliott. He is not racing this weekend, and Gateway, he is out. He is out for one weekend now. This brings up a scenario because usually the fill-in driver for Hendrick Motorsports this year has been Josh Berry. However, Infinity is in Portland this weekend, so Josh Berry cannot make it. So who do they tell to drive the seven car? Y'all going to love this. Oh, I'm I'm pumped. Who they got? Stacking pennies himself, Corey LaJoy jumping over. Oh, yeah. Jumping over from the seven Spire car to drive the nine car this weekend. Um, that so, is huge for him. I mean, his podcast is stacking pennies just to show you how, like, he does not come from big money equipment. And here he is going to the biggest money equipment in all of NASCAR. Hendrick. Man, this is – I posted this on their page. The theme song for these drivers this weekend is Eminem's Lose Yourself. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You only get one shot. This is the one shot for Coy LaJoy to show what he is truly made of. Through that. This is huge for him. I mean, yeah. you talk about a career maker potentially. Right. Now, we talk about that. Who's going to drive Coy LaJoy's seven car? Well, Ooh. After making his Xfinity Series debut, which he did really well, by the way, in Xfinity Series race. We didn't get to cover it on the last segment. Mm-hmm. Um, he did really well in his Xfinity race. Carson Hosevar called up to drive the seven Spire Chevrolet Camaro in replace of Joy- Corey LaJoy for this weekend. So he will make his Cup Series debut. And you know what's very ironic and very mm. full circle? He makes his Cup Series debut on the same track to where he got an accident at the end of the truck race last year that put him in a cast and crutches for most of the rest of that year. Dang. So very full circle. The track where he left on a stretcher, he comes back in a cup car. How about that? Yeah. How about that? You talk about a bounce back right there. Yeah. But no, um, big weekend for Costa Hosovar. He did a really well job, really great job. Honestly, the two races, Xfinity races, he made his debut at Darlington for Spire Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. Really great run. I think he finished top 10 in that race. And then carried it right over here to Charlotte. Did a really good job in the, in the um, Xfinity Series. So I'm telling you guys, Carson Hosovar, if he, if 
if this is future plans and he gets that full-time ride in 2024 Inspire for um, the Xfinity Series, watch out for that 77, man. That car yeah. can be a contender. If you're listening and you have not been scared away by the uh, Chase Elliott talk and you're looking for a new driver getting back into NASCAR, Carson Hosevar is on his way up. He would be a pretty good option for you. He's got a personality. He's got he's a big guy with a big personality, you know. And tends to rub drivers a wrong way a little bit, but you got to love him. He's a kid living his dream. You got to love him for it. Really? Now, that is one of the big news there. Another big news, a penalty. Was it another Chevy? No, it's a flag. And this one is, in my opinion, is just adding insult to injury because it's the poor Chase Briscoe. He wasn't even up front, was he? He finished 20th, I think. <laughs> but look, 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 look. Tell me it was a small penalty, right? I mean, he finished 20th, so it's got to be small. Yeah, he finished 20th. It was an L3, the biggest penalty you can get. Shit. <laughs> and um, so, and by the way, how did they get this penalty? Well, unfortunately, he got RD'd. He was one of the cars taken back to the R and D spot. Yeah. Now the announced Wednesday, Chase Briscoe going to be penalized for counterfeit underwing part. Yeah. So the interesting thing about that is the word counterfeit. That means that they didn't modify a part. They made a whole damn piece, faked like it was legit, and strapped it to the car. Crew chief John Cosman has been fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars and suspended in NASCAR through the next six races. Damn. Next six races. This is worse than last year's um, loose wheel penalty. Yeah, this this is worse than literally any penalty. In a, how long? I mean, how, the biggest we saw was hundred points. Driver have been assaulted with a loss of hundred and twenty points and twenty five playoff points. Chase Briscoe went into this weekend right on the cusp of the of the bubble. He's way out of it now. This basically puts Chase Briscoe in a must-win situation right now in the playoffs. Yeah. But talk about far cry from last year where he made it to the round of eight. Oh, my God. So, this and honestly, with as bad as Stuart House Racing has been running this year, this is just adding insult to injury. And, man, do I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. yeah. Man, do I feel bad for the guy. And, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> What are you going to do, man? But nonetheless, um, any other news this weekend outside of that? Those are the biggest news. Um, there I'm looking at it. Mike, oh, Mike Booger. Oh my god, I can't say his name. God, Booger Boogs, Mike Boogs. I think that's how they call him. Mike Boogeretsky or something like the name. Oh, that's a lot of syllables. I'm, I'm tapping out on that one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here, oh, oh, never mind. But yeah, anyway, Mike. I think it's a former pit crew, pit, former pit crew, um, former crew chief, um, is back on pit boards. He will be the okay, okay. Now I know he he's the former crew chief for Eric Amarola. And he was okay. a crew chief for Amarola when he won at New Hampshire. Ah, so but... he's the current performance director. So he will be stepping back on the pit box for Chase Briscoe during um his crew chief's absence. So that's big news. That Just, is big news. Also news, Garage 56 continues to work along. Uh, it looks like they're sending 18 tons of equipment out wow. to France for the 24 I, hours I, of Le Mans. 
I cannot wait. I cannot wait. The car is supposed to be pretty damn fast. I think it's a GT3 class. That might have been the old. So realistically, they're looking for looking at the entry list. He's in. Um, they're in their own class. By the way, for those who don't know, um, they're in their own class. Garage 56 category. So really, they're not racing against anybody. But realistically, um, but realistically, guys, they will be racing. Kind of, I think we're expected to race against um, GT3 cars and and such. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the entry list right now. Hendrick Motorsports, Garage 56, Chevy Camaro. Um, honestly, for those who want to know, for the NASCAR fans, like, oh, what do we expect? You know, what what kind of cars are we gonna be racing against? I think you can expect them to be running around the GTE, GTE, um, GT cars. I don't. I think the they're not fast enough to touch the LMP2s or the hyper cars. Of course yep. not. But let's just say this: we're gonna win the 24 hours of Le Mans in our class. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, don't don't check the class right, size, but we're winning. Honestly, it. but the biggest goal for that is to make it all 24 hours because that exactly. is the biggest goal. We got a fast car. Obviously, that Chevy Camaro is going to be pushing it, but this is a stock car racing for 24 consecutive hours. Yep. Apparently, it uses a lot of oil. They have to add like a quart with each refuel. Right. It is. It's going to be insane. And unlike um, the GT cars where they can get out to the door, the drivers still have to climb out to the window. That's what the and they're doing NASCAR style pit stops for them too. Yep. So it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. Honestly, I'm going to keep my eye on it. Um, I know in the server, we're gonna, I'm going to provide updates throughout it. So definitely big. And honestly, I'm hoping this just starts. Hoping next year, maybe Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing makes a car and they go out there. You know, maybe Roush Fenway Racing and Wood Brothers team up to make a car and bring it out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time Wood Brothers, wouldn't be the first time Wood Brothers have gone 24 hours or more. They pitted, um, I believe Wood Brothers pitted one of the GT40s that won the 66 24 hours or more. So would not be the first time. But um, no, there is not that much news this week. It's actually been a really quiet week outside of Chase Elliott news. Because that Chase Elliott news was so huge. Actually, I want to do one last quote before we end the news. This is from Denny Hamlin himself. And I quote, I don't mind Chase Elliott fans. Some of them are sane. Most of them are not. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, get my now. I'm gonna get my rant in now because we're in the news real quick. Bubba Wallace and, and Denny Hamlin are honestly fit the profile of what NASCAR fans want in a driver. They do, they do, but they just don't want to come from their mouth. That, you know, honestly, you're right. That is the best description. Because what do NASCAR fans constantly say they want? They want a driver who won't back down from anybody. Bubba won't back it. down, Southern Roots. Bubba was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. It doesn't get more Southern than this. The man likes Tennessee balls, for Christ's sake. Right. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't get more Southern than that. Um, they want a driver who tells it like it is. Then he tells it like it is. He might not like it, but he tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, people want a driver who's aggressive and where and is very emotional and passionate. Bubba Wallace. 
Bob Wallace is very passionate. He's not afraid to tell you. He's not afraid to tell you he's not. You know, he's not afraid to cry, cry in situations of emotion, stress, and he'll let you know how he's feeling. Like I said, he fits what NASCAR fans want. All right, guys. That is going to do it for this segment. Um, on the other side, we are going to make our picks. It's pick time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick time. Get your on the outside. Hey, do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash luxrider. And now it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back to Round the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. So it's your boy Lux, Captain Clutch. Hey, hey. Now, Captain, we are headed to the gateway to the West. Cup Series Safe and Truck Series are headed to the gateway. Meanwhile, Xfinity is headed out West for the second road course race of the year. Oh, man. The Xfinity Series hits Portland. Cup hits Gateway. So, full weekend, three races, two at the same track, one out West. And it is time. So, Gateway is a new track on the schedule. For those who don't know, it, um, and look at this here. It's roughly a mile and a half, but it's not a normal trial like we see with so many other tracks, right? It is very unique. It is kind of like a, it's very egg shaped. It's almost very similar to Darlington. Yes. It's very similar to Darlington. Um, NASCAR has been racing there. Truck Series has been racing there from 98 to 2010 and then from 2014 on. Xfinity Series raced there briefly from 1997 to 2010. They don't race there anymore. By the way, the last um, Xfinity Series race was the very controversial, um, very controversial Carl Edwards Brad Keselowski battle, where Carl <laughs> Edwards literally right hooked, left hooked Keselowski coming to the line to yeah. win. So, um, but yeah, so very unique racetrack, very flat as well in the banking in the corners. It's pretty darn um, flat. It's right near St. Louis. It, it has last year. It sold out. It looks like it's selling out again this year. It's a pretty decent track, and they had some really cool pyrotechnics there last time. So, oh yeah, all the way down the back straightaway. It's like a napalm just goes off across the back straightaway. If NASCAR was directed by Michael Bay, that would be it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so turns one and two, you got a very sturdy banking of eleven degrees. Still very flat, but mm -hmm. but meanwhile, it turns three and four. Turns one and two is the tighter of the two turns, but has higher banking. Meanwhile, three and four is the wider of the two turns, but has less banking at 90 degrees. So very, very flat track. The track record is a whopping 23 seconds set by Willpower and IndyCar. The Cup Series track record is 33-192 set by Kyle Busch last year. And Gregson owns the Truck Series um, record at 32-815. So Gregson and Kyle Busch own the oval track records. Another cool thing I didn't know about this, this track is also connected to a road course. There was a, it used to be a road course around the racetrack. Willie T. Ribs owns the Trans Am lap record around the racetrack. Shout out to Willie T. Ribs. Um, yeah. yeah, so that is, the, that is a little bit of history. As far as past winners there, um, past winners at that racetrack include Bubba Wallace, won a truck series race there. Kyle Busch has won a couple of um races there as well. So a lot of big names have been there. Obviously, Joey Logano won 
the inaugural race last year. I was going to say, now, last year's was pretty dramatic. Wasn't that the first time that we had the Denny Hamlin versus... That was the first time we had Denny Hamlin. Versus Chastain. Now, switching gears because there's another track Um, we got to talk about real quick. Portland. Portland Raceway, which is where the Xfinity cars will be at this weekend. They will make their second return, their second trip to that track. Um, as last year, it was AJ Allmendinger who pulled off the. It was a rain race we had last year. I don't know if you watched it last year, the Xfinity race. I missed Xfinity. I saw the cup. Yes, it was. Um, well, last year Xfinity at Portland was very entertaining. You had a lot of drivers come and go. AJ Allmendinger showed why he is a man. Actually, no, AJ yeah. Allmendinger, um. Became the first driver to win in Xfinity and a champ car at that track. Didn't this have the finish with Gibbs? Like there was some drama there. Yeah, Gibbs got taken out by poor Jesse Uji. Oh, not poor. Poor Jesse just took him. Out. Yes. <laughs> but um. So yeah. So as far as Portland, it is a one point nine six mile. Oh, is it the real? Hang on. Is it really that small? Twelve turn one point nine six mile track. It's a very small um track. Dang. 1.96 mile um, road course, 12 turns. Obviously, the biggest notable is that big chicane on the front straightaway. Mm -hmm. um, very fast track, by the way. It's really nice racetrack. AJ Allmendinger, the defending winner of that track, but obviously he will not be racing there this weekend because da -da -da -da, we have um, he'll be racing full-time in the Cup Series, so he'll be in Gateway. Oop. With that being said, Couple not notoriety, <clears throat> notable. notable names in the truck series race. You have um new team in Clay Greenfield's new team. I forget what it's called, but Clay Greenfield is back driving a new team. Um Connor Jones for Thor Sport Racing is gonna be in the field. Jesse Love, the Arca standout, is gonna be in the truck series field as well. Oh. Um, and now one notable name to so yeah, I'm gonna skip on that because now it is time to make our picks oh also jack wood is behind the wheel of the 51 this weekend as well that is so, an a tier name might, might even be s tier so captain you want to go first or you shy you know what? you get the honors i think i went first last time all right so as for my pick i'm going you know you know captain this year hmm. it's it's time what time is it what time is it is it time time he won this race last year driving for KBM. I think he goes back-to-back. -back. I believe it's Han time. Woo! Han as my main pick to win at Gateway. As for my dark horse, give me the – um, give me the uh, – shit, I'm, I'm blanking right now. The Arca standout, Mr. Jesse Love. Ah. Jesse Love has been killing it in Arca right now. He gets a chance to drive the Tricon number one truck. That truck itself has been fast. Watch out for that number one truck. What about you, okay. Captain? So uh, for my pick for the truck series, I got uh, Dean Thompson. Okay. I think he's going to build on last week's uh, success. He finished third last week, so I think he could pull it off. And for my dark horse, I've had him as a dark horse a couple times, but man, I swear it's going to work one of these times. Nick Sanchez secures his playoff spot and pretty much secures the rookie of the year position too pretty early, but that's that's my prediction. All right. So those are our picks. Now we head all the way out to Portland. 
for the Xfinity race. A couple notable names in this race. Jordan Taylor, a.k.a. Rodney Sandstorm, Ooh. making the Xfinity Series debut, driving to number 10 for a colleague. And Myatt Snyder is back behind the wheel. We haven't seen Myatt Snyder back behind the wheel, I think, since... Um, shoot, was it like Auto Club or something like that? We won an early race of the season, but my Snyder back behind the wheel of the Joe Gibbs race number 19. Connor Mozak behind the wheel of the 24 for Sam Hunt Racing. Alex LeBay in the field in the 91. Preston Pardue, Stephen Parsons, Parker Chase. A lot of good names. Who is your pick to win the Xfinity uh, Series race? In Portland. I'm going to have to go with uh, Rodney Sandstorm. Ah, yeah. That's yeah, I stole that one from you. <laughs> you knew I was going for it. You knew I was going for it. <laughs> I mean, it's a no-brainer. The dude has been racing on road courses forever. He drives the Corvettes. He is extremely talented. He, he did pretty damn well in the Cup Series back at Coda. Uh, qualified fourth. So, yeah, he, he's my lock to win it. Uh, Dark Horse, I've got uh, Parker Retzcliffe. Retzcliffe, very nice. Yeah. Well, you did take away – he was actually going to end up being my dark horse, not my main pick. Oh, for real? My main pick. Because this guy was literally all over um, A.J. Allmendinger's butt the entirety of the race last year, driving for Jordan Anderson Racing. I think he is going to show Jordan Anderson Racing, you shouldn't have let me go. I'm picking Myatt Snyder is going to put that 19 car back in victory lane one more time All this right. year. And he is going – as a matter of fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he dominates this race. I like I'm it. I like it. As for my dark horse, this guy, he's been knocking on the door of that first win, and he had a really good outing in this race last year. He is a very, very underrated road course racer. Give me Sheldon Creed. That's my Ooh. dark horse. He's a very underrated road course racer. And last year, I think he got taken out of the race by a driver. And that was the only thing stopping him from winning that race last year. So give me Sheldon Creed and Myatt Snyder with my two picks. Nice. I like it. I like yeah. it. Well, I think you get to go first for Cup now, right? Now I get to go first for the Cup. Um, obviously, notable name Carson Osborne in the nine and the seven. Corey LeJoy in the nine. Dre Galding in the 15. Todd, Legill Todd Gillen back in the 38. As uh, for my Chase Elliott on the couch, what's up? And Chase, Chase Elliott, Elliott on the couch. couch. <laughs> oh my god! As for my main pick, um, this team has been kind of up and down recently. Um, I think this is where we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Joker's racing it back to Victory Lane. Usually, I would pick this as my dark horse, but I'm actually gonna pick this as my main pick. Ooh. This is really risky. I'm doing something similar. I'm excited for this. I'm picking Ty Gibbs. Oh. I'm taking Ty Gibbs. It's really risky, but I'm taking Ty Gibbs. Okay. Well, um, what makes you think he gets it? Because Toyota, last year, last year, Toyota did really well at this race. Obviously, Kyle Busch was right in the mix, all battling, giving Joey Logano fits. Mm -hmm. This track, not a lot of history of this track. Um... We don't really know how well the cup car is doing. This is only the second time going on this track. And whenever you go get to a track that doesn't really have, where not a lot of people have a good, big enough of a playbook, the rookies don't really do too bad because everyone's on equal footing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as far as and that goes, 
I think Ty, I think this track can fit Ty Gibbs. We did really well at um, he's doing really well at um, Darlington, which kind of fits similar. So Ty Gibbs, and then obviously I'm gonna go boring here. I'm gonna go boring for my dark horse. It's not really a dark horse. Give me Kyle Larson. Bro, I think you got those Sorry. backwards. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I actually have more. You know what? But yeah, we'll switch it backwards. I, I'll get Kyle Larson my main pick and Ty Gibbs my dark horse pick. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really. I gotta go boring because at this point, inevitable. Yeah, Kyle Larson's a machine. Uh, for my picks, uh, I'm also going to go with a little bit more obscure for my my first pick. He's had an up and down year actually last uh, last year as well as up and down, but he's showing more speed. He's had a lot more power. We've had a uh, Ford win at a mile and a half last weekend, so I think this Ford driver could pull it off again. I'm going with Brad Keselowski. Oh, finally no. breaks through and gets the dub. That's a good one. Where's your dark horse? Dark horse, I've got my man Corey LaJoy. Oh, that's a good dark horse. Right. How crazy it would be if he gets a win this weekend. Dude, that'd be huge. My favorite drivers are uh, Bubba and then William Byron, but, I mean, I'd be so happy for Corey. Like, I think everybody would just a huge win. I think it'll be like everybody win situation. Right, yeah, no one said about that. It's time for the hot take, hot takes. Ooh. You got one? I do, I do. You want me to go first? Yeah, go first because I got to think of mine real quick. Okay, so my hot take is Willie B has the best pit crew, not in NASCAR, but on the planet. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, now hear me out. Hear me out. This is why. Because okay. his pit crew, we we know that cup pit crews are the best pit crews in auto racing, right? They are the most athletic. They go the fastest. Now, F1 pit stops are faster, but they get to have like 35 people over the wall and they're not very athletic. I'm sorry. I'm throwing it out there. They're not very athletic. Pound for pound, he's got the best pit crew on the planet. They're the fastest in NASCAR. They threw down stupid times last week. I don't think anybody can beat them right now. There's nobody that you can watch better at this moment. That's my hot take. Very, very interesting. That's a very good hot take. I already dropped a couple hot takes already early in this episode with talking about Joe Logano. Um, but this one, I'm going to go pretty big, and this one's going to relate to Silly Season a little bit. Okay. It's going to relate to Silly Season a little bit. I believe um, next year, next year we're going to get a shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them in the Cup Series. I believe Eric Amarola is on the way out. I think Eric Amarola will be forced out of that 10 ride and ask for his replacement. We already know Josh Berry is pretty much set for the four. I think they're going to go with Zane Smith. Really? That is my hot take. I think Zane Smith gets that 10 ride. Does he just have a good relationship with the sponsor or what makes he's a, he's a Ford. He's a Ford guy. Um, I think Ty Gillen has earned his spot in the front row motorsports car. Matter of fact, honestly, if I'm really thinking about it, I can see McDowell getting the boot. And really? front row getting going with um Ty Gillen and Zane Smith. Because realistically, McDowell's been meh this year. And Ty Gillen's been killing it. Todd is we really all know how up. good Zane Smith is. So I don't know. I, I think Zane Smith is set for a cup ride next year. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay. Not really. That, the spiciest my hot takes, but I, I kind of wear it out when I said 
Joe Logano's having a really rough year. Hey, that's all good. I mean, last week my hot take wasn't too good, so. Yeah, everyone has down hot takes. I mean, sometimes, like, it's we, we're coming off of three weeks in Charlotte, you know. We're kind of going back to normal now. Right. You know what I mean? So, also, the number of hot takes I saw on Twitter after all the drama from this weekend. I mean. What hot takes did you see? What, 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 give us some hot takes you saw. Uh, most of it came from Chase Elliott fans. Man, if there's any of Chase Elliott fans left, I'm sorry. I do not have a personal beef with Chase Elliott. Um, the fans can be a little tough, but no, if they, like you were saying, the fans they were claiming that Chase didn't that his car was damaged. They claimed that the data was incorrect. You had, I mean, you saw it all. You saw it all. So this is a busy week, right? All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of the Around the Outside podcast. For everyone at Freight Train Studios, Lux Rider, Captain Clutch, say goodnight, Cap. Adios. Godspeed, right on. Choo, choo, choo. Adios. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go around the outside.